0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to dude. I love that I'm Liv, And today we're kicking off the summer throwback Enneagram series, which if you didn't join in last summer, basically we take like a month, month and a half, two months out of the summer. And we dive into the shows and movies that we grew up binge watching during the summer. And I say binge watching, even though that was not a thing. If you're a nineties kid, like binge watching wasn't really a situation when we were on summer break but usually the networks that we would watch would run like several episodes at a time of different series and so you ended up inadvertently binge watching before it even became like a term so that's what we're doing this summer and I have some really fun ones I'm trying to stick with like summer theme, you know? So like anything that has a summery vibe, we're going to try and do, but we're also doing some ones that are classics from childhood that I did not touch on last summer. So it's going to be good. Also, if you were an MTV fan, there is going to be a really fun episode coming soon. And I normally never type like real people. I only do characters, but We're going to be doing some real people this season, and I'm really excited, so be sure and keep an eye out for that one, but today we're diving into, that was actually a very ironic uh, transition because we're talking about H2O, which, holy cow, if you did not play Ricky, Cleo, and Emma in the pool when you were a kid, like, what were you doing? That was so much fun, so we're going to be talking about those characters today, and let's go ahead and start off with Cleo because I feel like she's the one that had the most depth the entire series because we see more of her personal life, whereas we don't with the other characters. And so for her, I was kind of going back and forth. I'm like, is she a nine or is she a six? Like I have to rewatch a few episodes from different seasons and get a good grip on what I think she is. But like one episode in I was going, um, what was I thinking? She's a six, like a hundred percent. And so I actually decided to do try type for her because I felt like you needed that to get the full scope of Clio. And if you just heard tri-type and you're like, what is that? Basically tri-type is your core type. And then the other two types from the other two triads that you are most like. So I'll break it down for you using my tri-type. So my core type is a type six, and that's in the head triad, right? So the head triad is fives, sixes, and sevens. And then we have the gut triad, which is eights, nines, and ones. And then we have the heart triad, which is twos, threes, and fours. So my core type happens to be in the head triad. So it's a six. And then from the gut triad, I'm most similar to a type eight. And then from the heart triad, I'm most similar to a type four. So that's how you do that. And it really does help you get a broader sense of your personality because sometimes you're like, I don't feel like I totally fit this one type. And so this is like a little bit more detail versus just the one type. So I love tri-type. And if you coach with me, we go into tri-type. I freaking love it. And I feel like it's so helpful. Um, So for Cleo, I did decide on a type six for her. However, if you're like, you don't seem like Cleo, if you know other episodes and you're going what the heck, we are actually different subtypes. So I say this all the time. If you want to learn more about subtypes, check out my Outer Banks episode because that's where I really like did the full deep dive, but Cleo is probably a self-preserving six and they really have a ton of warmth. They actually come off very similar to a type two and they are a little bit more anxious, but in like a cute way, I don't know how to describe it. If you, if you have a self-preserving six friend, you totally know what I'm talking about, but they usually have like close knit friends and they're anxieties aren't well it's not that they're not overt but they just are a little bit more like oh my gosh and like quietly freaking out versus the counterphobic six which is my type where you're like oh my gosh I'm so upset like your your anxiety turns more into like anger at the thing that's making you anxious which probably isn't the best but whatever and then the social subtype six Is a little bit more like a type one. So they come off more that way. But Cleo for sure is a self preserving six. And then for her tri type, because I was going back and forth on a six and a nine, I'm like, okay, so she's a six, nine from the gut triad. And then from the heart triad, I think she's most similar to a two. And it's so funny because Cleo really is like the quintessential, really sweet, kind girl. And I feel like she was the one in the group that was like trying to get everybody to get along and because she is loyal and she does really want peace because remember sixes have a connection to nine sixes go to nine in health. And so she really is like, I might be having some anxiety and like my friends are fighting because girl, you know, Ricky and Emma were always at each other's throats. And I'm like, can you not, but I'll explain why in a minute, but yeah, Cleo's always just like, oh my gosh, can we just get along? Like you guys are making me anxious, but I also want peace. And I'm frustrated that I'm anxious because I want peace <laughs> It's just always back and forth. So poor Cleo, but long story short, yes, I think she is a 692. And she really is like the glue of that friend group because she really does bring everybody together. Like she's, she's trying to mediate everything. And so that's the other reason I think she really could be mistaken for a nine is because she is such a mediator. And then next let's do Emma, because I feel like she was the most obvious one for me and that was no pun intended, but Emma's definitely a type one. She is, I would say, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to make this blanket statement. You can agree or not, but I feel like this is true. The characters in H2O, the main girls, I feel like they really are the caricatures of all their types. So for instance, like Cleo's always very nervous and like wants things to be done right. So nothing comes back on her. Like she's just kind of the typical caricature anxious six, which, you know, I hate when people are like caricatures of a type, but in this sense, I think it actually works well because we do see them grow and we see some specifics about the types that we may not want to admit if we are those types. I know for me, it was like, hmm, yeah, I know Cleo's anxious and I know that like I deal with that and I know she's a six, <laughs> so I had to own it. But yeah, typically I hate caricatures of types and I actually am doing a series on that on Instagram. So if you want to see your type debunked, follow me on there. I'm at Hey, it's live James. But anyway, Emma's definitely a one wing two. She has the high ideals and I actually hold on. I wrote down some really cool stuff wait, did I say that she was self-preserving? Did I say she was a self-preserving one or not? I don't think I did, but anyways, I think her stacking, her instinctual stacking, which is the subtypes, she goes self-preserving, then social, then sexual, or one-to-one. That kind of is like intertwined. You can go either way with it, but she's definitely self-preserving and social, and she cracks me up because she's the one that like is very focused. She always wants things to be done right. Like she feels kind of like the czar of like doing things a certain way, which again is like very caricature type one. But Emma really is like trying to do things the right way in order to secure her future. And we see she's very worried about academics in general, like going, you know, after high school. Um, she's worried about doing things right in terms of their mermaidness what is the right word for that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, we cannot tell the secret. Like we need to keep this between us. We can't do this. We can't do that. So she's the one in the group that really establishes the rules and wants things to be done the way that she believes is the right way. Now, the issue with this is that just because you believe that's the right way doesn't necessarily mean that that's quote the right way. And that's where Emma gets herself in trouble with her friends is because everybody kind of has their own moral compass. And so even people within the same moral grouping, right? So you could say, for instance, that people that are, in, that are Christians have the same moral subset of rules. However, we each have our own individual moral compass. And so even people in the same sector of life, right? Or you know what I'm saying? People in that same thing, they don't all act the same. They don't all abide by the same rules. So even though it's like, we're all mermaids and we all need to keep the secret, obviously. Cleo and Ricky both have their own ideas of what's right and wrong, and so Emma trying to say, we need to do this, we need to do that, sometimes caused problems, especially with Ricky, because of her type, but all in all with Emma, she really does want to be upright and good, she wants to be an example of moral goodness and that's obviously admirable. I mean, I don't think anyone's like, I want to be an example of being bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like she really does take that seriously. And that's why I think we see her thrive at her job. And she really does provide a good backbone for the group, in my opinion. And since we're on the subject of Emma and Ricky, like clashing all the time, let's go ahead and dive into Ricky's type. So I think everybody would pretty much agree that she is a type eight. However, People might also think that she's a type four, but I definitely think she has a four in her tri type. So, Ricky, I said, was probably a self preserving eight, and I think she has a seven wing. Now, she does seem a little bit more reserved, like as she gets older. I think once we're out of season one, she probably has a stronger nine wing, but in season one, she's definitely an eight wing seven. And it's so funny because she is completely opposite of Cleo and Emma. And the funny thing about Ricky and Emma and why they butt heads so much is because they're both in the gut triad and ones and eights are very justice oriented. And they kind of think that they know the right way to do things and Hey, they probably do. But in terms of personality wise, like they're not going to get along super well. If they're like, I'm right, I'm right. And then they're like fighting back and forth, you know? And so that's where it's kind of funny to see their friendship, especially when season three rolls around and Ricky's like, I'm so sad that Emma's gone. It's like, you literally butt heads the entire series so far. And now you're like bumming that your friend's gone. But anyways, it's funny because Ricky really is the one that pulls Cleo out of her comfort zone because we can see in the beginning, she's very like, this is my safe area and I'm just going to stay here. And so Ricky's the one that really helps to loosen Emma up from being very rigid in her ideas or sorry ideals and morals and pulls her out of that and gets her more like into action versus being more stuck in like rules and ways to do things and then with Cleo she's so in her head that it really stops her from living life and so Ricky's like come on live you know through your gut and let's just like have fun and do things and be adventurous and so i think it's actually a really good balance to have these Friends together, Although I think it would have been probably more balanced if Emma had been like a two or something like that. I think we would have seen a little bit more balance there, but it is funny to see a one and an eight constantly be like trying to do things their way. And the reason that people might think Ricky's a four is because she was comfortable being by herself. She was comfortable being different. And it wasn't going to like deter her from doing things that she wanted to do. And obviously fours are comfortable with that. Like they usually have gone through a lot in life. And so they're reeling from that a little bit and they're having to kind of just learn to be okay with the pain. And I think in a sense that is Ricky, but I don't think that that's, I don't think she acts from her, from her heart. I think she's more acting from her gut. And so in my opinion, Ricky is the core type of an eight. She's definitely got the 4 and the tri type so she's probably probably an 847 is what I would say because I do think she has a 7 wing um as an 8 so she's either got a 7 wing or a 9 wing and like I said season 1 I think it's a 7 and then season 2 and beyond I'd say she really does lean more on that 9 wing and probably because she feels more comfortable in the group and she feels like okay I know what's going on like I have my friends I have sort of my safe zone and I can rely on these people. And I built trust because obviously eights really value that trust. And so for her feeling kind of more at peace is where she really does lean into that nine because she has what she needs to feel comfortable and to not be on such high alert. Also, I just totally realized I did not say Emma's tri-type. So I didn't really think about hers too much because I was just so set on her being a one. I'm going to say she's probably a one, three, six is my guess. And it's funny because type ones, a lot of times do have a three in their tri-type and they usually do have a six. And so for her, you know, she is very worried about her future and trying to achieve. And that's where I think the three comes in. And then she also now self-preserving ones are more like, more anxious, I guess, or more stressed than the other subtype ones, but she really is like one of those detailed people who wants things to be done just right so that she doesn't have to worry, if that makes sense. But like also in doing that, it does make you worry because you're so stressed out about everything being exactly right. And so could it just be her subtype of the one that's making her appear kind of six-ish? Maybe, but I also don't think that she exhibits a lot of seven-ish, even though as a one, she does have a connection to type seven. But I don't really get a lot of seven or a lot of five from her. I definitely get more six. And that's where I think she and Cleo connect a lot because they do kind of act similar to one another. And then let's go ahead and talk about Lewis. who, oh my gosh, I don't know. I love Lewis. He's so funny. He was actually really, really, really fun to type because I felt like for him, there were two different types I was going back and forth on, but it was almost like they were kind of the same. Because I'll get into it. It's really interesting. So I'm going to look at my sheet again because I wrote it out for you. But Lewis, I was like, okay, he's either a social seven or a social five. And I think most people automatically are like, oh, he's into science. And like, you know, he's good at that kind of stuff. Like he's in his head. He must be, he must be a five. And yet I think we're missing the point. I think you have to look at which, the way in which he delivers the information. That's the best way to put it. He is so excited about everything. And when he does find something he's interested in, like he gets very interested in it. And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, that's fives being in their niche. However, sevens also do it. Like I have a seven friend and when they get into something, they'll sit there and they'll like, think of a topic and then just start researching it, which obviously is sevens connection to five and five also has a connection to seven. But for Lewis, I don't think because remember type five, they have a connection to seven in stress, whereas a seven has a connection to five in health. And I think for Lewis, he seems very healthy. He seems like he's probably in his health space a lot. And we don't know much about like his home life or his school life, but you can tell from his interactions, he seems to be very healthy. And so I do lean more towards a social seven. Now the social seven is actually more along the lines of like a type two a little bit. And I think Lewis does give off some two vibes. And for him, he really does find information valuable and interesting, but he almost only does it out of service for others. Like he is naturally good at science. He's naturally good at math. But for him, we always see him doing projects and stuff around what his friends need. Not so much like just because he's interested in it, which is what you'd see with a type five. Um, I was actually having this conversation with Krista the other day about what Jordan Peterson is. And we were kind of like, is he a five? Is he a seven? Like what's going on? Like we were just casually talking about it. I'm not typing Jordan Peterson, but I think it is interesting, the connection to five and seven. And I think a lot of people would miss it because again, the caricatures of these types are drastically different. And so I think people automatically are like, oh, there's not much crossover where in reality there is. And they actually have connections to one another. And depending on subtype can come off as one another. And the reason that I was leaning towards social five as well is because a social five is they're a little more outgoing and they do share information enthusiastically and they're not so much like hoarding the info. Although, to be honest with you, I don't really know any five that like deals with avarice as much as I think it's portrayed And usually fives love to talk about their areas of interest. So if you have a five in your life and you know they're interested in, like, I don't know, baking or airplanes, ask them about it. They will love to talk with you about it and give you all the info that they know. And it's just fun. Like they love talking about their areas of interest, which I guess anybody does. But the reason I say that is because fives come off as like, this information's only for me, you know, when you read about a five, but really, They love to share it, but let's go ahead and move on to one of my favorite characters who's only there in season three, which makes me so bummed. But let's talk about Bella. Bella was an interesting one. I really did struggle because she kind of has this very calm personality. Like she seems extremely reserved, but you also see like she performs, right? Like she sings at Ricky's cafe. And she went up to the girls pretty quickly and she was like, oh yeah, I saw you on the beach, like in the first episode of season three. And I'm like, I don't think I would do that. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, I saw you out in public once. And I felt like I should come over and introduce myself. I don't know. I just, that's not something that I would do. And she was so bold about it. And so the funny thing for her is that I think she kind of comes off a bit nine-ish and also this is going to be the hot take one she comes off kind of five-ish. This is another funny one. I feel like a lot of nines and fives get misconstrued for one another because they are the more reserved types and they are a little bit more slow to act. They're more like considerate about things before they do them. And so I think that's where it can get confusing. But for her, I was looking at several different situations. I tried to watch multiple episodes with different like plots. So once I focused on her, ones that didn't, ones where she was kind of in the middle it's so funny in season three I feel like she becomes Bella becomes Cleo Cleo becomes Emma and Ricky's just still the same like I don't know what it is but I feel like yeah Cleo kind of takes Emma's place of being like the responsible dutiful one and then Bella's kind of playing peacemaker and Ricky's just still herself (laughs) but anyway I think that with Bella it's like, okay, is she more reserved and quiet because she's just like got her peaceful inner world? Or is it because she is in her head and she processes a lot there? And remember, even though the head triad deals a lot with anxiety, fives deal with it the least out of all the types. So for her, we're not gonna like see that anxiousness that is usually easier to find in other head types. So I think for her, she is very calm and purpose and she is pretty bold. So if she is a nine, she's definitely got an eight wing. And then if she's a five, she really is in her health place of an eight, because remember five goes to eight in health, seven in stress. And even if she is a nine, a nine goes to three in health. So that's interesting. I feel like what's so funny is for her when she's like kind of interested in will and she's trying to decide what to do, she doesn't have the normal heart type response. So it doesn't feel two, three, or four to me at all. If anything, it does feel very head type because we see her kind of not spying on him, but she's like following along. She's interested. She's trying to gather information about him versus the nine, I think would tend to sit there and maybe stew on it a little bit more. They'd be like, I like him, but I'm not going to do anything about it right now. And so, I don't know. I really would love a nine and a five to come to the table and be like, this is what I think as this type. Even though it is kind of strange to say this, I almost think I'm going to go with a five. Oh, did I say what her subtypes were? I don't think I did. See, this is the whole problem because the subtypes are the major player here. For Bella, I was like, she's either a social nine that's kind of like more of the mediator, um, more of the person that is trying to keep the peace, but they're not like more prone towards merging and they're not necessarily super self president Like they're they're more focused on group dynamics. Um, And then the five would be a sexual five or one-to-one five, whatever you want to call it. But that five is interesting. They're more outgoing and a little bit more, okay, well, no, I'll phrase it this way. They're the least five of all the subtype fives. Does that make sense? So they're- a little bit six-ish and a little bit eight-ish because they do like to test people in their lives and kind of see like, what's the situation here? And then they are more bold, kind of like an eight. And obviously any of these sexual subtypes are gonna be more bold than the other, you know, self-preserving and social. But for her, she seems to be very balanced and she doesn't let things rattle her. Even when things with Will are kind of weird, it doesn't like shake her up like she's still herself. She's disappointed, but she's still, you know, moseys on. And so that's what I think is interesting about her. And I don't think very often we see female sexual fives like in pop culture. I just don't think we see it very often. And so I kind of want her to be a five just because we don't have them much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in my answer at sexual five with a strong nine. But she also is very eightish, maybe maybe kind of fourish. I don't know. Not super four but a little bit. If she is a five, she probably does have that four wing. Um, she doesn't seem like she has any of the suspicions of a six, but anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This was so much fun and thank you for giving me a reason to rewatch the show. Anyways, if you have any shows you want me to do during the summer series, please DM me on Instagram. You can find the podcast there at dude. I love that podcast. And if you watch this episode or listen to this episode and you're like, Oh my gosh, I want to find out my type please check out my website because I do offer typing sessions and we can dive in to who you are, what your type is, and especially how it links to your school life or your career that's kind of where I find that it's really really interesting and it's not just like this is your personality it's like hey this is how it actually plays into other areas in life and I am offering summer sessions and so why did I do this thing with my hands and I said summer sessions (laughs) it was like a weird take on jazz hands anyway if you're interested be sure and check out my website it is livejamescoaching.com or you can check out on Instagram Um, lots of fun stuff coming up over the next couple of months, lots of debunking Enneagram types and just like fun summary episodes. Can you tell that it's my favorite time of year? Anyways, thank you so much for watching or listening. Be sure and check back on Fridays. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Bye.